Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Let's roll hour two. We're talking NASCAR. We're talking baseball. Uh, we'll get into a little UFC as well. But it's just nice, Kev, to actually just talk about NASCAR, and it's not hypothetical. Well, maybe if they did this and that. It's like, no, there's the schedule. We got four races in a span of seven days coming up. No, you're going to be right into it, Gabe. It's true. And, uh, you know, even for me, it's like I, I know I, I've been following. The horse racing has really kept me busy. It's been a great weekend for that, and they haven't closed down the tracks, Oakland and Gulfstream, they talk about Santa Anita and some of the California tracks coming back mid-May. I got golf coming back, too, in June. So you're going to be right in right the thick of things with NASCAR, four races in a week. And then we got golf tournaments again. So slowly but surely, but we're waiting for the big four. But uh, I'm pretty, actually, I'm positive about this stuff, man. Like, we're going kind of crazy. If we have at least a couple sports, and the way you like it as NASCAR, you get four to seven days. That's a lot of betting, and that'll uh, keep you busy for a while. Yeah, you know, I think you and I... I think about that. I'm like, you know, when everything's gone on, it's hard to believe. It's like we're into like, you know, day 50 plus or something. Oh, I know. Like this, right? And I know. Yep. I've been pretty positive as well. Like, I'm not melting down. I wake up in the morning and, you know what I mean? I'm no not, yep. no worse of a bad mood than I ever was before. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Me too. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I try to chill, actually. I try to realize, all right, you know, life is, you know, you know don't, don't get stressed out about these things. We're not in control uh, of everything. Um and there is a light at the end of the tunnel right now. There is. But then I also realized you and I are lucky. You know what I mean? Like our job that we do, we're, stable, we're, we're still able to do it safely. Exactly. Like there's some people, they can't work right now for whatever various reason. They were, they were laid off. Great, their company's closed. Point. Or other people are working and they don't want to be out there. But trust me, like bus drivers aren't happy. You know what I mean? Like, people that are working are not happy to be out there right now. What about garbage collectors? Think about that, too. Like, if you don't have a city with a system where, like, the claws pick the things up, if you manually have to go, even if you have gloves, think about how hard that job would be. The heat's going to start talking right now. People are putting their stuff in bags. You don't know who the hell they are. Like, that would be a very difficult profession. They do, but I'm just saying, though, in today's time, like, I don't know if you could pay me. Like, I I thought about it. Like, You you know what? It's a good point that you raise. You don't see it much. It's almost like the new, you know, it's like they come and like, it's more in bulk now. And you know what I mean? But remember in the old days, it used to really be that. The truck with the two dudes hanging off the back. Yeah, it's not yeah, like that. Yeah, no, now, now, in my neighborhood, Gabe, it's crazy. Like, these guys have the electric crane, right? Like so it's I watch automated, them the right? They pick it up yeah. and poof, right? Guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy, guy, exactly. guy used to watch our show. It's two guys, so you have one guy and the other guy. It's kind of like a captain and no, pole, used to be, pole I can't remember in our days, yeah. it used to be stoner guys in Led Zeppelin t-shirts yes. zinging yes. the garbage yes. bags, zinging yes. and they're cranking metal. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. like, hey, what up, garbage man? Yeah, I'll see you at the park later. Everyone knew the thing. Hey, guys, yeah, yeah. As the truck's pulling away, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, too late. Hey, hey, yeah. <laughs> ah, you missed me. <laughs> Sorry, too late. 
No, I watched the guy because he used to watch our show. I'd go up. I'd be like, I'll throw them in myself. You know, you do the old wind up. And yeah, wind. I do the wind up and toss. Bam, right in there. They used to compact it. You know, but I, I talked to the guy who used to watch me and you a long time ago. And I've been asking him, like, how are things changed? And, yeah, they have the metal thing. It just picks up the thing, like it puts it in, and then it puts it, like, right back. It might fall over. But, yeah, times have changed, Gabe, but you're absolutely right. We're very, very lucky. We've been doing this basically, you know, since you left to go to New York, right? We were doing, I used to come down to the Marenzi studio there in Liberty Village. I'd go home and take the train. The only difference now, we're both working from home, but we've been doing this type of thing for years right now. So exactly. it really hasn't changed for us. The only thing that has impacted me, I help my parents out because they're older. I have to wait in lines uh, for food. But other than that, it's been the same kind of life. And you're right, we're very, very lucky compared to most people. That's the thing. You know, we always got to look at the uh, the positives, right? Yeah. Um, we're not as blessed as Puccio is who gets to work with us uh, daily. You know, he's, 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 he's real happy about that, too. I told you, I told you our boy, uh, our boy Yang. I, I got to call. We got to get Yang on. Uh, Yang, Yang's Yang, 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 you know, don't, he sends no, me texts sometimes, like at one in the morning. I'm like, man, this guy, yeah. He's like, oh, no. I got the thing. He goes, he goes, uh, I do anything to have you yelling at me right now on here, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I said, oh, I'm surprised. I said, I figure you're glad. You know what I mean? That, you know, it's like you, you don't miss me at all. He goes, no. Yeah, he goes, we, we, I was talking to Metal Matt, and he goes, he goes, I would. Metal Matt told him I'd have anything to have Marenzi get mad at me right now. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So we don't know what these guys are doing or who they're dealing with. You're right. Like you, we used to give Yang, oh, big mistake there, two run error or whatever. Oh yeah, good, good inning. Yeah, you really blew him away with it's your uh, good nasty fun, stuff. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? All in good fun. All in good fun. I told but, yeah. him. I called him. I said, don't worry, Yang. I'll, I'll yell at people again. Don't worry. It'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Puccio. Yeah, don't, don't worry. Puccio. Yeah. Yeah, 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 what what the hell? He's like, ah. <laughs> no, it's true, though. Like, we miss Yang on the show and all the jokes we used to do. And I got to tell you, man, like, I don't want to go reminiscing, but Capper's Corner, like, this is a, another thing about COVID-19, just selfishly. We had a really thing, go, good thing going at the network. You know, we were doing the shows. I was doing the updates. You're doing the other stuff. We had Capper's Corner, Lindsay, legendary Lindsay, Disco Dan, you know, Cheech. He'd come in with the Knicks uh, coat. Like, oh, like the gang of characters, Callaway. Like, we had a really a beautiful thing rolling, and people were getting and into it. It was just kind of like, bam. Start too. Yeah, that's it. Like, we were like the team on, like, a nice 12-game winning streak. Ooh, they're hot. They're really hot going into the playoffs. And then, eh. Then we got like a major injury, right? It was like, uh, but anyway, I could see uh, big things in the future the for the is, team. That's that's good. Word is uh, Woodbine, uh, close to opening, right? Or at least they've got a very, plan. Very, yeah. And which very. Woodbine Racetrack in Toronto, world class racetrack. And same thing with the Meadowlands. The Meadowlands wanted to open May first, and they 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 asked the governor, Governor Murphy of New Jersey. They asked, "Can we open?" But uh, no, no, no fans. They said no one come, not even people coming allowed to bet. You'd have to bet on your mobile, like you know what I mean? But yep. can we have live horse racing? You know, we got all the horses, the stables, and these guys, you know what I mean? We know, man. These that's the poor guys. The the horse, think about that, Cam. I and mean, you and I would know this more than anyone what it's like to pay for a horse that can't run. And I was reminiscing on Saturday night, horse night. I was tweeting out our uh, conflict diamond yeah, 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 and uh, talking conflict <laughs> diamond stories. And so me and Cam owned a, a, a horse and he got hurt. And, you know, minimum. And we were just sort of lower tier racing, but still professional. We were racing at Mohawk and Woodbine. We were racing at world-class, big-time tracks. But, yeah. you know, we were just sort of, you know, you know, novices in it. And it cost about 
$3,500 a month, $3,000 to $3,500 a month. Bare minimum, yep. To, yes, yeah. to rent, you know, for the horse, he needs somewhere to live. You got to feed he, him. He's got to get trained, you know, jogged. And you know what I mean? He's got to get looked after every day. Vitamins. Bare health. minimum is about three k. All right? Yeah. It's about $3,000 or so. So if you're a horse, you better be getting some checks back. Right, like you, if you try to race once a week and it's hard, let's say you can race three, three out of the four times, three, three times, you better. It's hard to get the money back. You got to win almost. You put yourself in a tough spot, and yeah. a lot of these guys they have multiple horses and they're doing it for the love of the game. They're doing it. They're living paycheck, you know, horse. They're living race to race. These guys, okay. True. And not everybody's Bob Baffert in the Arkansas Derby. Like a lot of these tracks that are open still. It's like, you can't get your horse there. You can't, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just saying, Cam, you know how many horses right now in New Jersey and New York are just sitting on a farm doing nothing right now, bro? Yeah, exactly. They got nowhere to run. The track, like, they're not good enough to go to these other tracks. They need aqueduct open. They need, uh, they need uh, Yonkers to open. You know what I'm saying? They need every there to open. They need the Meadowlands. Like, local horse guys, they got to get, whether there's fans are there or not, their horses need to run. And I, I say, let him do it. If I'm the governor, yeah. I say, let him do it soon. Figure out I how it's safe. No fans, but get some horses running over at the Meadowlands. I find it very interesting, too. So, basically, it was a great weekend for Bob Baffert, and he's the one. Like, he's basically the leader out of all these guys because he's got the most money experience and everything. And he so, flew one he, of his horses up, Charlatan from Santa Anita. Like, who has yeah. money to do that? He does. Exactly. You know I mean? Private yes. jets and stuff. But, but the point being, he's also going to bat for these other horse guys right now saying, listen, I'm Bob Baffert. We got to open Santa Anita. Not everyone's me. There's like low-grade yeah, owners, right. guys who are just in the business. And think about it. Think about where, where you are, Gabe, in New York. All the money that's being lost. Say some guys just got into the business like us, like last month. Hey, you know, your high school buddies. Hey, we're going to buy a horse and stuff. Just sitting there, losing money, not even being able to run. And especially so now, bro, look at the handles of the horse tracks. Like, I know. The metal losing out not going. There. Think of all the money they're losing out on. Like all You're these right. other tracks are bringing in 25, 30, 50 million a month. If the Meadowlands had live racing Thursday, Friday, Saturday, they'll rake it in, bro. They'll rake it I in. Even, I don't even think right now from from the from the horse races that I'm betting. Listen to this. So Oakland's open, Tampa Bay Downs is open, and Gulf Street. Okay, Florida. so all those ones. Have you noticed something? There, Will Rogers is also another. Uh, it's not harness racing. They're, they're racing with jockeys. Like, I don't think there's yeah, a harness a racing point. track that I can bet on right now that's open. Imagine the Meadowlands opened up as, like, the only harness game in town. Oh, my God. And the Meadowlands is already like, one of the bigger harness tracks in the world, right, as exactly. it is. So, they have the big races, Pepsi North American Cup, all that other stuff. Like every, uh, every, the Hamiltonian, every, yeah, um, every, um, every sports book has it, too. Like, the Meadowlands is, like, it's a, yo, you can bet it, right? Yeah. So... Their, their handle would be massive if they could get it going. And, you know, I understand, listen, New Jersey was very hit hard, like New York was, uh, with this stuff. But at the same point in time, I, you know, I'm, I'm like, I see there's such an extreme. You have people that are like, oh, no, no, like they're scared. Oh, you can't open it up. Oh, my God, no, no, what are you doing outside? Put a mask on. And I do think people should wear masks in public. But then you have the other people that are morons that are like, it's fine. Like right now, it's fine. We don't need any more testing. It's all a scam. It's hype. Let's just get over it and get back to work, etc. I'm in the middle. I'm actually yeah. thinking, all right, let's get back to work. Let's get back to doing things, but safely and smartly. I right? agree. I, 
That's and, my position as well. And also, because not just back. because of the health, yeah. But do you really want to start the NBA playoffs and start after, and stop after four days, guys? We, we, talk, we talked about it, Ken. The Australian Football League tried this. They tried. They said, we're going to do this. They lasted one week. Yeah, one and it's week. frustrating. Now they're, they want to come back. Now players are like, we already tried, all right? Why are we doing this again? It's going to lead to frustration, you know? Yes, it will. And But I'm with you, though. The thing about horse racing, listen, it's been proven at Gulfstream, Tampa Bay, and Arkansas, the Derby game. Things went, went without a hitch there. And I've been watching a lot of Oakland. When they're taking out the horses, they're trying to practice social distancing, but people are still there. Like I told you, I'm like, I, like I watched them around the ring. I'm like, you know, there's a few people there. But think about it, though. These tracks are still running. So I'm with you in full agreements. You can have these races where we could still bet on. The problem with opening up Woodbine and other tracks, yeah, you can't have people in there. You can't have them near the kiosk, touching the buttons. You cannot. You, ha you have the minimum people, the, the carrier of the races, and everybody anymore. else. That's, right? we're, in the new we're in a new reality right now with this, actually. You know, it's a good point, too, that you raise. Everything evens out almost in the end, but it wasn't just us. Horse racing, the Meadowlands, the sports books. Everything was grooving. You know what I mean? Everything was grooving. Oh, the Kentucky Derby uh, yep. is coming up. Like, every, everything was just going so well. And the fact is, it doesn't matter whether there's fans. I know it seemed awkward at first for people. Now you're like, I don't care. You just want the damn the game. Racing. You just want the race. Did anyone you know, notice there was no the fans. fans in the Arkansas Derby yesterday? I didn't. Exactly. I never thought about it once. It's I didn't fun. think about it. I know. That's the thing. I, I, I'm thinking about fans. Who cares what? The dirtbags that are coming down there, like me, you, and a couple other guys joking around watching these races, that's the one sport. Horse racing, you don't need that stuff. You're just watching the horses. They're the star of the show, not yeah. the turkey with the ticket. Nobody but cares. Like, and right? also, Kevin, the thing is, the racetracks, even though things were going well for them, the fact of the matter is, it's going to have to change their model in the, in the future. Yeah, I agree. Their, their patrons are the most vulnerable. Yes. Like, they're, yeah. like, just be real, bro. Like, we see these guys. I love these guys, but they should not be in public, these guys. Like, some of no, them are, like, in their 70s. They're in their 80s. Older. There's a lot of older gentlemen there, and they all have health. I hear them coughing and hacking it up at the best of times, Cam. Some of these guys are about to keel over. And quite frankly, I don't want to be around them. And well, for my, all of us, like, you know what I mean? We can't be around each other, these guys. So I'm just stating... Get racing back, but I got to tell you, in the future, racetracks, I don't know, Cam, when other people ever would want to go back and hang out with a bunch of, like, it's all senior citizens. They're very vulnerable, right? Yeah. And I think it could be a while, you know, before I think, basically, horse racing and even, like I said, with FanDuel. You know, FanDuel at the Meadowlands or in the state of New Jersey, Cam, 82, 83% of their, their money is on mobile, yeah, online. Yeah, it's kicking ass, right? It's only like 17%. It wasn't even that high, Cam. I think it might have been 12% of the revenue comes from the live, like the window. Oh, yeah. It's just a token thing to have there. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. It's all exactly. mobile, bro. Like, that's where hey, money is. You know what I mean? You, you, you said it, man. You can't have 80-year-old guys who we love, by the way, touching the screen. So what are you going to do? Have a, have a person with wipes who sits there every yeah. time you punch in a number? Cam, it does not work. There? I take the Degenerate Express with them. Yeah, Dude, the bus is packed with old people. Like, it's not happening anymore. Like, Governor yeah. Murphy thinks of this. Like, you got to think it's not just opening the track. It's like, well, guys, how would all these old guys get there? They're yeah. all going to take the same bus. So in other words, they're all going to be in the same bus every day, going to the same place, walking around spreading. It doesn't work, right? Like, it doesn't... 
So I think, you know, they just have to really, like, just say, all right, listen, we're not even going to have fans for, like, four months or six months. Like, yeah. no fans for the foreseeable future, but let us let us get the track going here. Let us get yeah. the horses running. And they'll, they'll make a lot of money. Like we said, these old guys, they might look uh, old and, uh, and uh, out of it, but they know what they're doing. They know how to get a bet in. <laughs> they do. I'll tell you one thing. Don't be surprised if the Meadowlands – so if this thing works out in California – and they actually open up these tracks. I would say uh, tracks in New York, New Jersey, like Yonkers, Meadowlands, they're going to be on the blower real quick saying, see, see, we could do this thing. So I would have to believe horse racing, no uh, no fans, maybe three weeks to four weeks. Um, you know, it's just unfortunate. Team sports is a bigger challenge. You know, yeah. horse racing, it's a horse, it's a jockey. These jockeys are risking their life every time they get on. They're exactly. pretty risk, like risk type of guys. You know what I mean? They're not... Yep. And they're concerned, though. I saw I saw the jockeys yesterday. They were like, no, no, they take it seriously. Like, the jockeys are worried. They're little guys, you know, these guys. You don't want to get yeah, that. I you know. Know I mean? End up this. Good Man. point. And so it's such a – but the thing is, with team sports, when you get into it, basically like the NFL cam, I think they, they said, we just can't get and quarantine this many people. Yes. It's just too many people. 53 guys on a team plus another, like, Craziness. 40 guys. Yeah. You're talking about, let's I say, know. 100 guys a team. You're, it's too many people, Cam, to try to to try to try do so. I see why they want to play in their stadiums, but they have a lot of time to do it. They have a lot of time yeah. to do it. All right, we're going to get to the questions of the day. Mike Blue is going to step up and in. We're going to talk NFL football as well. We've got a lot of cool questions. We're going to break it down. Game time decisions continues. Get on the grid. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Game time decisions continues. I am Gabriel Morenci. I'm on the grid, and so is the raging redhead Cam Stewart, SB Nation Radio. Um, all right, so let's get to our questions of the day. You can uh, fire off uh, questions to us. Uh, we'll respond on the show. Uh, you can uh, find me on uh, Twitter at SportsRage. Nice and simple, SportsRage. Uh, Cam Stewart at Cam Stewart Live. And I see that we've got uh, quite a few questions actually coming in. Uh, this evening, so let's uh, let's get to them. Nalafrust, first one up, uh, bats lead off. Who do you guys think will be the first team to fold if there's no sports uh, this year? I'm thinking Tampa Bay Rays. Thank you. Um, you know what? The Rays have sort of been on the ropes already as it is, and as as a mm -hmm. Montreal Expo fan, this is another thing, Ken. You want to talk about like people being cursed? Like, if Montreal, if they didn't shut down in 1994, the Expos go to the yeah. World Series. I don't know if they would have won, but they would have went to the World Series. 
And if they would have won the World Series, they're still there now. Like, it would have changed the currency. You win a championship, you sell tickets, you build stadiums. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Like, everything would have changed. And, 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 you know, the lockout happens. Now, it was going to happen, Cam. The Tampa-Montreal thing was becoming realer and realer, bro. Like, yeah. the Tampa Bay owner told them, like, right before this happened, I'm doing it. He goes, I don't care. He goes, we're doing it. And they're like, well, well. and Rob Manfred was on board. Uh, I remember Kurtz, oh, it'll never happen. It was going to happen. And now this happens. You got to wonder if baseball is just not meant to be in Montreal at this point. No, I still think it's going to happen. And think about this, too. Tampa Bay is open for business. And the way the world has been right now, who the hell wants to go to a Rays game? So say they don't use the uh, the example well, we no were talking about. Before. And it's in the stadium. That's what I'm saying. Now, you'd be lucky to have like 500 people there. It'd be me and you would have more for like a, a live show. Gabe and Cam live at the Trop. Like we get people from down south and stuff, like the same number as Rays game. I'm telling you, so we have, look, moving forward, I just don't, I, even though the Montreal thing seems like bad luck, I don't know how the hell this is going to help Tampa, but it does. If they go to the um, scenario of playing in Arizona and playing in Florida at these facilities, that's a whole different ball game. But I still believe the Montreal Expos will be getting that team. The Rays are hanging on by a thread right now. And I'll tell you, if they do play in their stadium, no one's going, if that happened. The, uh, the, uh, the Tampa <laughs> Montreal like X-Rays. X, X the X-Rays. Gabe and Cam live at the drop. Hey, yeah, we get yeah. Kyle and his friends and everybody. Oh, like, no, 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 we could draw pretty well. We could, we, we'll get a couple. We'll get, we could get 213 people, I think. Yeah, and uh, that's how many are at the Rays game. <laughs> I don't know, though. You know, I, yeah. I maintain this. And somebody's asked us this question before. People have asked me which team comes out of this. I think I, I maintain the Ottawa Senators. They're in trouble. The Ottawa Senators, it seems to me that they should just move to Quebec. Like, just, just move. To, you know, they already have the arena in Quebec City. Quebec City will, will accept it. Ottawa, you know, was tough to get people to go in the first place. They only went when they were really good. And they're not really good. And I don't know, I think people are frustrated with Eugene Melnick. Like, he's yes, got to get out of the business, bro. Just get rid of the point. team. You know what I mean? That's the point. That's that's another thing. And this is what's very important for people who don't know. Eugene Melnick, the owner of the Senators, he made his money in pharmaceuticals, BioVail, big companies. Like, he hasn't been great for, for hockey there. The fans asked for a downtown arena. They're still in Canada. You're right, Gabe. Like, separate yourself from the problem because the fans are not big fans of yours. So, you know, I just say, wipe your hands of it. Make your pharmaceutical money, and I agree. If you're going to go anywhere, Quebec should get, should get the team. We have the Seattle coming is, in the league soon. We'll see, see what about is, that. Yep. There's not a ton of rich billionaires right now. No, no, number one, no. everything's so weird. And there's not enough, even at the best of times, there wasn't a lot of people that say, oh, yeah, I dream of owning the Ottawa Senators and keeping them in Ottawa. Yeah. There, there would be people that would be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll buy them, and I'm going to move them to Kansas City. You know what I'm saying? Or like, <laughs> then the, you know, the, the vultures will come out. So I credit Batman and, to an extent, Melnick, at least, because people hate him. And it's like, guys, you realize that he's almost, it's almost like Pagula saving Buffalo at the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Bon Jovi was going to move the team. <laughs> like, oh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> very much so. He, yeah, bon Jovi <laughs> was going to move him to Toronto. Like, that was his little secret. They were like, let's buy the Bills and we'll move to Toronto. And then he sort of got word of it. Buffalo. Then I'm he switched it to, I listen. I like the Niagara Falls idea, personally. Yeah, that, that'd be make everyone happy, right? Yeah. Because yeah, it's not I mean, in Buffalo now, anyways. Like, oh, it's an Orchard def- Park. Yeah. Still, yeah, it's nowhere, yeah, it's still a suburb. Like, Niagara Falls is technically closer by mileage than, yes, uh, you know what I mean? 
Yes, it is. Like, so, yep. and just visually, like, Orchard Park, I don't want to get into that. That that town, screw them. Like, I'm adamant on leaving that town, to be honest. It's We built the stadium on a burial ground. Yeah. You think there's, like, there's a reason why we've never won before? Like, the whole area is just, like, they were warned. The Bills were warned. Do not build here. Like, it's not a smart idea. Well, Ralph Wilson, oh, it's cheap. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> All right, people are all about stadiums right now. Crash, uh, our boy Crash in Los Angeles. Great guy, Crash. Actually, from uh, he's from Pittsburgh, but he lives in L.A. now. Uh, big fan of our boy Crash. We call him Crash. His name's Nate. Crash. We call him Crash because uh, he was uh, in Vegas once. We were doing a live show, and uh, Crash is kind of a bigger dude. And um, he had a few drinks, and he crashed into my laptop. <laughs> uh, That's great. It cracked the screen. Like oh, it actually fell and the stream cracked. Uh-oh. But I love the guy. And I said, I said, way to go, crash. I said, you <laughs> crashed right into it. And after it's, it's, it's stuck. I had me and computer screens, bro. Trust me. I went through another computer over the weekend. Like, uh, I'm going to be honest with you, Gabe. I, I, I love you like a brother, but you're pretty hard on those computers, too. Like, you put them through a workout. Like, they're the you're on them all the time. Like I can't they, get they mad. Try, right. I get a bank. They the try bank. for you. Yeah, you do. Like you're you're basically a computer is somebody's punching bag, but like you're like you're on there many shows all the time. You never get sleep. Like, yeah, you, you beat them down pretty good. I know. So. I, I, it's, it's, it's so bad <laughs> just the facts. Just the facts. Just the facts. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, I, I, I gotta give credit to like these apples are pretty good. I've had, better like, than I thought too. I've had two Apple computer MacBooks and they're both broken, yet I've saved one of them, and then it's like miraculously comes back to life. It's like, wow, I just got another two years yeah. out of this thing. Oh, I, yeah, I spilled liquid, I yeah. spilled liquid all over it, and the thing, I'm like, I'm done. I was doing the show with Walsh and like, uh, he's Jared, <laughs> whatever. I'm like, I can't, I gotta call you back. I literally put a bag of uh, rice in the thing, all the oh, keys. No, no, yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, no, no, the thing wouldn't work for like four <laughs> hours. I'm freaking out, Gabe, and next thing you know, I just got rice. That's like puffing up, like coming out of the computer. The thing turned on. I'm like, it works. It works. So I will give these cre- computers credit. Like this thing should be done. All right. So uh, so shout out to our boy Crash. He said, uh, what stadium would you like to go to when you can go to a game, a stadium that you've never been to uh, before? Are you in a hurry to go to games, Cam? Will you go? No, no, I'm not. I'm not but the question, I, I like the question. I would like to go somewhere different. I would like to go to, because we go to Vegas all the time, I'd like to go to either New Orleans or the Mercedes-Benz Dome in Atlanta. We can oh, yeah. go see Kyle. We, me and you, like, think about all the beers we can get for $5 on the value menu and stuff. It, it seems like a trip that I could make where it's not going to cost me, like, five grand. Like, we could really do it up, go to a game, and, uh, you know, it's not too expensive. Atlanta. Mercedes like stadiums, I've been to Yankee Stadium. I've been to um, I've been to Fenway. I've never been to Wrigley before. I have, but I don't I don't have any like I'm not like a cub like oh I go to see Wrigley. I'm sure it'd be a good time to get hammered at a game there, but you know I've heard it's overrated. People are like ah it's kind of when you get there it's not as yeah you know I mean? I've been there. I'm gonna tell you something. I really enjoyed the history of it, but the food kind of like what you said like I maybe it was I expected so much more and I was kind of like man. Because I've been to Yankee Stadium before, like the old one and Fenway. So, and Fenway, the food was better. Yankee Stadium was better. So, yeah, Wrigley's one of those ones, nice for the history, but not really, didn't really knock me out of the park with the prices. You know, I wouldn't mind, um, I'd like to, I've always liked to see a game at the Cotton Bowl. <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like a Texas, Oklahoma, or the actual Cotton Bowl, but not one at Jerry's World, the Cotton Bowl, like at the Texas State Fair. 
you know, the Rose Bowl is another one. And it's crazy because I lived in Los Angeles and I'd been to the Rose Bowl, but never to a football game at the Rose Bowl. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they had a flea market there. <laughs> what about a call? Yeah. And what about a game? Like we went to Mississippi State. Like, I'm not saying Alabama, the team, but like going to Auburn or Alabama for a college game would be cool once this thing's over. Like once yeah, this thing's over. Yeah. Stuff, but yeah, as far as stadiums, cool. yeah. You know what? Actually, that is that is the bucket list. The thing that I have um, was I've always wanted to see Michigan in a Rose Bowl. Cool. And it just never worked out for me. And now they don't make it. But maybe one day down the road, I still think we're probably about two years away from fans. And, and honestly, right. though, I think what you're going to see with the fan stuff, guys, is sparingly. Yes, like basically, like college football, they're pretty adamant on playing college right now. I don't know if they they're really to are. They're and not even adamant on, on, on fans. Yeah. And they basically stated, you know what? 25,000 uh, tickets sold is better than no tickets sold. I and agree. And they, so we, you and I talked about it. So basically, like Michigan, the stadium holds 106,000 people. All right, it means we'll put 27,000 people in it. And we're going to spread them all out. And you know what I mean? You make them go through different entrances and stuff. And, and then you sort of build it up. All right. You know what? And I was reading, actually, one college guy, he was saying, you know what? We're thinking maybe we start with 10,000 people spread out around the stadium. I and think that's a maybe number. we get up to 15. And then if it's working, yeah. all right, maybe we get up to, you know what I mean? We slowly yeah. sort of build it up, you know? I agree, Gabe. I don't. I think even starting at 30, you still have to understand you're going to run into people and stuff. So do it and do it on the safe side. I'm, I'm thinking 10, 10 grand for a big stadium is a good way to go because you could definitely keep a space and then you progress from there. I do agree with that approach. We're I think just, that's a good approach. We're just not there yet, guys. I mean, we're, yeah, not. we're not. We're not. We're not. But all right. How does it? Here's our boy Theo. Theodore's a great guy. Uh, what up, Theo? How does uh, shortened season affect uh, the Raptors and uh, the Maple Leafs? Um, if they begin to play, I think the Raptors are in good shape, actually. We've talked I about agree. this. They're, they were extremely banged up. They're a veteran team. They needed the rest. Um, they're a well-coached team. The Raptors aren't don't rely on, like, three-point shooting where they get lucky and stuff. So other teams could get cold. I think the Raptors are in a very, very, very good spot. And they're not the only team in a good spot, but I think the Raptors are in a good spot. The Leafs... I don't know, Cam. I don't know if it's any better or worse. What do you think for the Leafs? Yeah, I, I'm going to say I think it's a little bit better because when you really look at their season with what happened with Babcock and all the bad stuff, it's kind of like a clean slate. You're a better team than what you played with now, and I think this rest will make them kind of get their heads out of their asses and start to think, you know what, you're better than that. But then you also have to look at the teams in the East. I Washington, think it helps them. It does help them. But Washington, Ovechkin getting healthier after, like, being – the problem is there's a lot of teams that I'm looking at going, oh, God, like – you know, the team that I don't think it helped is Tampa Bay again, because these guys yes, were, right. they were on a, they're on a Tootsie roll. They're playing so well. Now you have to think you're this right. could get in your head. Ooh, we lost to Columbus. Now we got to start off in this format. I think underdogs are big in the new format if they do play hockey. So I think they're one of the losers, but I think Toronto, it's kind of like hitting the reset button. Uh, they have problems and other teams in, in like Pittsburgh and Washington, I think could get better. I think it was a good point you raised, but I'm thinking of the Leafs now, actually. It's not like suddenly they would come back and be a responsible defensive team or something like that, right? Exactly, but, yes. But what I like about it for the Leafs' standpoint is they'll be fresh. They will. And the Leafs are freaking fast, right? Like, these are a fast team. And they are. It's almost like the Leafs, you know who they are? They're the Houston Rockets, Cam. And a shortened thing, it's like they could... The they Leafs could be, be a low to deal with where you're like, yeah. oh, my God, we can't beat these guys. Like, they're on fire. They're scoring. They just scored six goals in three games in a row on us. 
or they can lose one, two, three, and lose a best of five and three straight. You're you know what I mean? Like the Leafs, correct. like I wouldn't want to play the Leafs, but once you're in it, I'm just stating because the playoffs wouldn't be the same grind because they're not going to be as tired suddenly. Like the yep. Leafs get these speed teams get worn out. Suddenly they won't be as worn out. They're going to be flying around everywhere. So I actually think uh, I think it, it helps. Uh, it could help uh, the Leafs. All right, uh, this is a good one actually from our boy John in Chicago. He, you know, it's funny. John's actually a, an usher at live events. Really? He works. Oh, yeah, he awesome. works at White Sox games. Yeah. That's cool. Um, and I tell you, he's not in a hurry uh, to be out there right now. Oh, no, John. I, I, you know, he's missing the money, but you know I mean? yeah, touching the fans' tickets and stuff. Now that's, oh, yeah. uh, that's touch John. Think about it. He's got good to deal with all that. Do we think that Jerry Jones is still all in on Doc Prescott? And I got to be honest, I don't know. I don't think he is, to be honest. No. I think there's a reason why he waited this long. They're going to franchise tag him. And you called it earlier about playing games. This thing is going to go on for years. It's going to end up like her cousin. He's just going to end up pissing him off. And uh, you know what? Brett Favre said it about Aaron Rodgers last week. He said, I guarantee you. He goes, I've been in the same position as him. He goes, I guarantee you the wheels are spinning in his mind now. Of course they are. Like just, all right, well, what if I went here? Where would I go? Just sort of that begins. And now, if you're Dak Prescott and you see that it's brought in Andy Dalton, you got to be thinking, all right, this is real right now, like with us. I, like, I this, think Dak Prescott, real, yeah? I think he might leave. Think about all the teams that need a quarterback. They're talking about tanking for Tua. Like we talked about Jacksonville before. He played at Mississippi State. There's a lot of, I, I'm just looking at the situation saying, Jerry's played with him his mind so much he might just give you a big screw you i'm out of here option or you know what i mean that's the thing that could be the final straw for this guy it's interesting gabe like there is no guarantees and think about teams that are working with veteran guys the, the bears aren't picking up an option on on mitchell trubisky right uh, like what's going to happen there yeah you're right you're right and I, it's cra crazy quarterback uh landscape out there uh right now all right, uh, we got a quick uh, man. This uh, this segment just flew by. Fun stuff. We promise we'll get to the oh, questions right. we don't get to because we got that boy Pete that's got a good uh, food question. But Big Merce asked about a super ring complex in Blaine, uh, Minnesota. You know, there, there was talk about that. They have great four. They have four ranks. You know what the problem is with that Big Merce is it's not a big enough town to house like 16 NHL teams. That's the, the thing. The infrastructure. If it was Minneapolis, they could do it. They say, hey, hotels, this and that, right? Yeah, that's the problem. Like, the ice is good. It's a good concept and all that. But if you had four teams or eight teams, you could pull it off. You're not going to be able to pull that off um, with, with that, that many teams. And it looks like the new deal in sports right now, guys. It's the new theme of the week is we want to do it. Uh, our preferred plan, Kev. <laughs> the preferred plan is everyone wants yeah. to play in their home arenas and stadiums now. And now as the NHL players brought that up, Basically, I think NHL players said we're not doing the quarantine. Like it's not, it's oh. not going to work. We want to play in, in our own arenas. I don't know, guys. Like it's like a soap opera here. But you know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. We got some UFC that we're going to break down this weekend. And yeah. I look forward to the, the the line movement's been crazy in the UFC because there's not a lot of stuff to bet on. It's been like the NFL draft camp. I've never exactly. seen such fluid UFC line movement where literally a couple of times a day the lines are different weeks out before a fight. Yeah, it's crazy. Like the horse racing, like from the pick'em to minus 70. You said yeah. a game when you're one of the only games in town. Lines move. All right, so Mike Blewett's going to step up and in. Uh, don't uh, forget, you can catch uh, me and Cam Stewart right here weekdays at 6 Eastern on SP Nation Radio, the loudest station in the nation. DailyRoto.com. 
Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Game Time Decisions continues, as does our conversation with Mike Blewett, SB Nation Radio, the loudest station in the nation. Get on the grid at sportsgrid.com. So, Mike, now that the weather is getting uh, nicer uh, right now, people are starting to get um, quarantine fatigued, uh, I would say, uh, a little bit. And, you know, the open up, open up chants are getting louder despite the fact that none of us are really in any of a safer place. Like, remember, it was like, all right, if we have declining cases for 14 consecutive days, it's a positive sign. It's like, yeah, yeah, well, forget about that. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, you know, that's kind of hypothetical, yeah. right? So that, that's where we're at right now. Uh, but um, the Grim Reaper in Florida was unimpressed, all right, with the Florida beaches uh, being uh, open any amount of people uh, there. So the Grim Reaper showed up uh, to the beach, and uh, of course he's a he's a lawyer, he's a local attorney, and he's got billboards everywhere with him as the Grim Reaper, and he's getting a big pop out of this. Uh, but yeah. he is concerned about the the lack of safety uh, that's going on. So he did an interview. <laughs> he did an interview where he's talking, and he's very like when when she said oh, we're going to interview the Grim Reaper right now. I thought, all right, this is going to be good. But then it didn't make sense, Mike. He was too smart. Like, you know what I mean? He was talking. I'm concerned about my daughter's safety, and there's really just too many people here, and people don't socially distance, and, you know, I've got a problem. And, and call the local city council. Like, he was very loose. He didn't lean into the bit. No, he should have been her. But the thing is, so she starts talking after, and he gets behind her, and he starts, like, waving the... <laughs> He starts behind her. Then he was playing the bit, and I was actually concerned. I actually happened to see it live, like basically like moments after it happened on TV, all right, because it popped right away. Yeah. And I saw it, and when I saw it, I was like, oh, my God. Like, this guy really could, like, just chop this, like, lady's head off right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's it talking. like a real sickle. He's, he's behind her with a sickle, and he's, like, he's leaning in after, and he's playing into it. Uh, and people are having fun with it on the internet right now, but it doesn't get any better than uh, weather um, and uh, reporter. Seven solid innings from DeGrom, Grim Reaper behind, lurking behind Mets bullpen. <laughs> I mean, the, the, no bullpen has supported a starting pitcher less than the Mets bullpen over the last two years. At least he's got a couple of awards out of it. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you know, I just I bought a Met jersey. I got a chance to uh, award it once. And what it was, I was uh, it was on sale at Models, forty bucks. How could I refuse? Yeah, and I didn't know. Uh, you have you you have sort of supported the Mets since you've been here. You can't, you're not going to come down here and jump on the Yankees, but you've been a supporter of the Mets. You backed oh, them last big, year. Big supporter. Yeah. Well, I'm a yeah. big banner of the Mets. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, no, no, I do support, support right? Yankees, the Yankees don't need my support. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, the, Yankees, the Yankees fans. I like the Mets players. I like their uh, their scrappiness. I like their their underdogness. Yeah, I, look, yeah. 
they they are a perpetual underdog. So yes, in that sense, you can always root. You're laughing. I am. I'm a Yankees fan, of course. I'm gonna laugh. Whatever. (laughs) Who's been to the World Series more recently? The Mets. It's been a bad decade for the Yankees. A bad, by the way, a terrible run for New York. No New York teams in any of the finals in any of the championships for five years running. First time ever. Wow. I guess, yeah, if you think. Uh, well, the Mets were there in 15. So 16, 17, 18, 19, no finalists. Yeah, you know, yeah. and it's amazing, too. Like, the, the Knicks wanted that number one, like, the number one pick, the number one pick, the number one pick. The New York Liberty gets the number one pick. Of yeah. all I mean, th- I never They'll thought. They'll be the first ones to win a championship, probably. Yeah. I, I mean, as a Knicks fan, I didn't, for a second, convince myself that they were going to win that number one pick, that win the lottery to get Zion. I just put it out of my mind. And I was happy with R.J. Barrett. I don't know. I'm happy with I like R.J. Barrett, too. Yeah. Getting, yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, I won't forget this segue, actually, when I start bouncing around here. But uh, The Last Dance is going on right now. Oh, yeah, it is. The documentary. And there's so much talking to people in the memory. People remember about how Jordan had a hard time getting over the Detroit Pistons. Uh, the mountain was the Detroit Pistons. But mm-hmm. I don't have to tell you. But, man, did the Bulls, that Bulls team, terrorize the New York Knicks, huh? Oh, jeez. It was the <laughs> like, bane of my like existence. worse than the Pistons did. Like, got, like, like, what was it, five times? Literally, like, what, like, 80, 89, 91, 92, 93, so, 96? 92, like, like, we had them on the ropes. and they. And that was when they were up 2 nothing, right? Yeah, and the Charles Smith game in game five was really a heartbreaker. But yeah, in, in any like way. 15 times in a row? Yes, and they didn't foul them. I mean, at the time, I thought they fouled them, but looking back objectively, thought, yeah, it's probably, that's yeah, 90s basketball. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, the, the problem, the, I mean, it was, as much as I'm a Knicks fan now, Gabe, that was the height of my Knicks fandom. I was so into those teams. Patrick Ewing is my favorite basketball player of all time. Did I was like, they're going to do it. I hated him with my whole heart. And That's I the thing, just, like, people I, like, it's in 92, after, everyone in likes 92 them. I was like, we're going to do it. We're actually going to beat Jordan, not just the Bulls. We're going to beat the Jordan Bulls. And we didn't. And then two years later, I was like, all right, no Jordan. We can beat the Rockets and couldn't do that either. Yeah, and I've been there as a Raptor fan with LeBron. LeBron was in our way often. It's like four times type thing in like a yeah. five-year. It was like three, I think three times in five years, basically, we got bounced uh, by LeBron. And then when he left, boom, they took advantage of it. Yes. Right? They took advantage of it. They did it. So, you know, I wanted to, I want to bring it up. So there's a lot of talk about the Bulls and then, you know, the, the bad boys the bad boy part of the uh, the documentary brought out a lot. And you see, it's nice to see, actually, that all these years later, they still hate each other, right? It oh, yeah. hasn't, it's not that like, oh, yeah, John Sally's the only one that's sort of an outsider in it that looks from the outside because he's played on a lot of teams. He's been around. He's a funny guy. So he also talks say, about Jordan respectfully and yeah. doesn't lie about stuff that happened. Yeah, and he gives like, yeah, he'll say, oh, we didn't like because of this. Like, Sally's a good part of this. So there's so much debate all the time. Why is it, and Twitter blows up every time the documentary's on, man. This guy sucks. This guy's better than him. This team would have beat that team. Mm -hmm. We see this. We don't get this debate as much. Like, people say, hey, Tom Brady's great. So is Joe Montana. It doesn't get into this, like, where people are willing to punch each other in the face over it like it does with Jordan and LeBron. what, What is it about basketball even hockey, people will have hockey debates. 
it doesn't get as hostile as like NBA NBA uh, debates do. Uh, it's a good question, and I, I've thought about this often. The only thing I can suspect, and there are those other debates, right? Whether Brady is or is not the greatest of all time, there, there was that debate for a long period of time. Then he went and went to nine Super Bowls. Yeah, but it's like so. every damn day in the NBA on Twitter, yes, there's a new one. Agree. Right? It's not like oh, the Kansas City Chiefs are not better than the Miami and like, Dolphins. For example, and, we don't get into that. Like, and for example, you're talking about a LeBron Jordan thing. Just throw throw Kobe's name out there and watch the. I mean, watch people go after it. It's like a tiger going after a piece of, you know, raw, raw meat. Uh, the Kobe sycophants uh, going up against the LeBron and the Jordan people and elevating Kobe's status and saying that he's the greatest. It just becomes a whole thing. And the only reason I could suspect that it happens is because as much as the players have changed and the style of play has changed, basketball itself seems relatively similar than it looked even 40 years ago, right? Now, all the players are better. It's international now. We shoot threes at a pace that we don't do. Spacing is very different, which is it why is teams of today. It's, it's a, the it's same, a, it's roughly the same like game. It. Football's really different. To me, baseball's the most the same. Like, what's, the, what's the difference if you took Don Drysdale from 1959 and dropped him here right now? He still only throw six innings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you'd be damn strong. He'd be mad. He'd be like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, but like yeah. Bob Feller threw yeah, but Nolan in Ryan the upper threw, 90s. Right. Yes, and it, does, it doesn't change now. Right. Like Nolan Ryan's fastball was hard to hit. Then it's hard to hit now. Right. You know what I'm saying? I've always thought baseball is the one that you could really say, all right, this team versus that team. So, and I hate falling for it, but every once in a while, I got to fall for these. And the one that I fell for when I saw it, and it angered me <laughs> to read the, 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 the timeline of it, was the Bad Boys, because subsequently the Bad Boys documentary's been running all week, because now they're getting love, right? So the 30 for 30 about the Bad Boys. And it was the Bad Boys versus the modern Lakers. This Lakers team versus that Bad Boys championship team. Why does it have to be this Lakers team? They haven't won anything yet. Ah, because uh, people wanted <laughs> to pick. Right. You know, That's yeah, exactly right. Because it all started, you ain't dunking on uh, Bill Lambeer. People were like, hey, he's dunking on him, no problem. And then it started, people have a million videos of Lambeer getting dunked on, yeah. right? And and even I had to jump into the fray. Dude, <laughs> but people people were saying, and it was a lot. I couldn't resist. It was like thousands and thousands of replies. And it was like, Lakers sweep them. Those dudes couldn't play with AD and LeBron and... I jumped in and I said, clearly everybody responding to this are in your 20s. <laughs> and I said, I am not discounting it as in, oh, that it's a route the other way. It's an interesting series, actually. But my belief is that Pistons team would beat this Lakers team. So there's you have to make a couple of assumptions, right? And what kind of rules, right? That's, right. that's the biggest Rules thing. is the big one. But the secondary thing is, too, People, like, I always think of it in Larry Bird, uh, with, in terms of Larry Bird. Like, Larry Bird, after a game, would throw back a couple of beers, right? He and Mikhail have a couple of beers, even though they didn't like each other, and uh, go back to the hotel, pass out, get up the next day, practice, and play. The guys now don't really do that. I'm not saying nobody parties, but they're in far better shape physically. They're getting more sleep. The travel is easier for yes. them. So... 
when people talk about moving players in and out of generations, you have to assume that current day Larry Bird would be in better shape long term. Perhaps his back injury wouldn't have been as severe as to make him retire and all of this kind of stuff. So that has to be assumed. But we're talking about roster versus roster. The Pistons were a really deep team. Now, the style of play now, even with the Lakers, they're going to shoot way more threes than a team in the 80s ever yeah. would. They'll shoot more threes in a month than a team would for a whole year. So I think the it's style of play is yeah. difficult to, to right. account for with the older teams. They wouldn't, they wouldn't be spaced properly defensively, and teams would be bombing threes on them all the time. They wouldn't be going down the middle. But like they, would also, they would also plant, because I remember actually, I don't know who, if it was Mahorn or somebody, somebody was asked about Steph Curry, when Steph, a couple of years ago when Curry was lighting it up. They said, how do you stop this? And he said, I'll tell you how you stop it. And basically, you heard him. <laughs> yeah. That's what he was getting at. And he goes, he said he wouldn't be shooting those threes. And they said, well, what do you mean? And he said, we put his ass in the fifth row. Yeah. Right. And you saw that. They, they did with Pippen. Like, yes. that was vicious. When you look and see what Pippen did to, uh, what, what happened to Pippen with Rodman, it was vicious. Like, nowadays, you get, how, what do you think, you, what would happen if an NBA player did that now? I tweeted the other day, you suspended for the year, half the year? I mean, it's a flagrant. Maybe kicked out of the league, even. He's kicked, he's certainly kicked out of the game and the rest of the series. And considering who the guy is, there would have been so many offenses <laughs> up to that point <laughs> sure that yeah. he wouldn't have even been in playing in the playoffs. It just so would have one, happened the like one thing, twice though, in the first week of the season and he'd be done. And I do think like Rodman would get in the face of LeBron and bother him. I think Rodman would get under his skin. Rodman would be able to Rodman in his prime. And it didn't matter that he was up all night. But the one thing, and I'll give all... And I do think the players are better now. All right, I think they're more skilled now. They shoot better. You know, we have a revisionist uh, people all in the old days. What you guys like the old days? You remember what 72, 68 games? Some of those Miami Heat yeah. uh, games with the Knicks, bro. It was literally Good. first team to 74 wins. Like literally. Best, like if if you are somebody in your 20s, like Martino Puccio, our producer, who he also knows a lot. He's a, betting he's around a, the rim. Martino knows uh, basketball, so he he's does, a basketball really well. story. But I'm yeah, saying, it, wasn't, it was fun, but it if, was different. If we if he started going back and watching 90s games, Martina would think it sucks because they don't shoot threes. Well, I got into it with properly. Someone. I got, and they said, Scottie Pippen's overrated. He only scored 18 points a game. And uh, I said, yeah. I said, the Bulls only scored 74 points a game yeah. in the playoffs. He's the greatest said, perimeter defender in the history of, of the points. league. Yeah. I, mean, I said, it's not, I told him, it's not like Harden guys where you rolled in and they foul you and you get free free throws. Yeah. But the one, the one thing with the debate is, to the other side, and, and it's a good point, LeBron's a big dude. If, if you took today's guys and said, all right, you're allowed to smack someone in the back of the head. You're allowed to push someone. You can trip someone, and hey, you, it might be a foul, but you're not going to get kicked out, bro. Don't worry. Like, would, would they embrace that? Would they like that? John Stockton would regularly throw a knee into the side, into guys' thighs and knees as they were going by him down the paint. That was a that was a, a tactic yeah. that John Stockton used. Who that wasn't that would really go down well a dirty in place. today's day and age. No, <laughs> it wouldn't fly at all. They realized that they had to keep the superstars healthy, and having Michael Jordan out with a broken foot and and other guys was hurting the league long term. So you got to keep the stars healthy now. All right, before we get you out of here, um, I don't want to break your heart because I know um, 
you know, this man's this this man's image is already already um, impeccable. Uh, but uh, this is from the Montreal Gazette, actually, and this is gonna fly under the radar. It, it has, but Pete Rose allegedly uh, used oh. a cork bat, right? Oh boy. Well, playing I mean, with, playing with the Expos, but not just then, but basically always and. They're asking, like, this guy, why throw Pete Rose under the bus ring for all these years? <laughs> he doesn't like him. <laughs> he, he said, you asked me a question, and he basically stated out of every Expo player I ever met this guy, he was pretty much like the biggest jerk of them all. And I mean, exposed the cork bat stuff. <laughs> if anybody's ever made their bed more times or, and have to lie in it, I think it's Pete Rose. Not, he has entered what Bill Simmons refers to as the Tyson zone, where any story that comes out about the guy, I just sort of believe it because he's done so much at this point to make me believe that he can do these things that I just sort of believe it. This is great. Pete Rose told uh, told him nobody ever is. Uh, but the thing is, everybody at court, a lot of people at court bats, right? My favorite player of all time, Greg Nettles, got busted for it. So yeah, I'm not going to yeah, used to happen all the time, but... Rose told him, I'm a singles hitter. They'll never suspect me. <laughs> Not wrong. <laughs> He's right, right? He said, because I'm a singles hitter. He goes, they don't, no one ever think a thing. I'm a singles hitter. I wanted to get the line right at the end uh, here. Uh, I wanted to get the line right at the end here. All right. Uh, what Jammer was asked, the guy's name was Jammer. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com.